0: Welcome to the Daily Canon Podcast. Hello again, listener. Welcome to episode 186 of the Daily Canon Weekly Podcast. Stephen Bradley here, City, making his triumphant return in some ways for Matthew Wade this weekend. Regular listeners will know that I usually have some high jinks that Matthew is, is usually up to at this point to avoid having to host this podcast. But no, no, our, our wannabe lovey actor has actually done good. If you, if you haven't heard, he's going to be appearing in the Union Theatre in Southwark over the next month in an adaptation of Shakespeare's Othello. And no listener, he's not going to be in the background doing nothing. He's playing Othello. Uh, so, yeah, so like so don't say it, don't say this to him, listener, but that's actually rather impressive. <laughs> You
1: know, it
0: totally is. So if you're in the Southwark area, you know, pop down. It's twenty quid a ticket. It's on from the thirteenth of March up until the sixth of April. And if you see him, do from me tell him that he is a twat. <laughs> and join joining in that sentiment is Anita Sandball. Anita, how are you? <laughs> Hello
1: hello Stuart. That's quite an
0: intro. <laughs> uh, well, look, it was deserved. But look, fair, like I said, I've I've said here many times that he was the the back arse of a pantomime donkey that he was in the middle of you know middle of an Eastern European yeah, yeah. field learning how to knit. Like so, you know, the <laughs> fact that he's now the star man in a big play in a proper in a proper adaptation in a proper production is you know golf clap, you know yeah. round of applause <laughs> for the man. So fair play to him. So unfortunately, that means for you, listener, you're probably gonna have to get used to my voice for the next month. So, as much as it's good news for him, it's probably bad news for everyone else. But you will you will have to deal with that. But it's been a rather mixed week for the Arsenal. You know, we had, we had Ren away and it started good, didn't it, Anita?
1: Yeah, it did. It looked good. I mean, the gold, everything... Yes, the Rennes players were all over us from from the minute one. The crowd was amazing. The they had really fantastic support, and but it looked good. It looked like we will do something. We will you know, you know just do our usual win, win away, and uh, make the tie completely one in uh, back at home. But it didn't happen.
0: <laughs> no, well after going you know one 0 up with a Iwobi with. Uh, what can only be described as a cross cum shot, like that wasn't yeah. a, it? and well, what he, he didn't mean it, but it went in and nobody cared. Yeah, and then you know should have got a second ten minutes afterwards, and then you were thinking, well, this is just going to be not comfortable. But if Arsenal keep their head together and and you know play professionally, it should be okay. And then I do i I felt so I felt sorry for Socrates in his sending off because he got he got cautioned for two fouls where. Basically, attackers ran in front of him and then stopped. And all he could do, the poor lad, was barrel into the backsides of both of them. And he got and he got you know two yellow cards for tripping up the pair of them. And then the free kick straight from the second yellow card was blocked well. And then our man decides that he's, you know, Matt Leticia and Thierry Henry into one, it rolled into one and volleys it in from 25 yards. I mean, I don't think there's much he can do against that.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was really... Socrates, both both yellow yellow cards are something that perhaps some players, even even Socrates, perhaps in some matches, you know, you could do two or three fouls like that and not be punished like this. I just thought that, especially the second one, was a bit harsh call for a second yellow card. Yeah, like I said,
0: it's just one of those ones where, like I said, the defender gets the half yard on him yeah. and then literally stops. And goes, right; you are, you're you're going to have to knock me over now. He's literally looking for the free and. It it in you know in real time it looks like Socrates has just pulled him back and, and bundled him over. But of course you look at it from a different angle and you can see the the forward deliberately position himself in front of Socrates and ensure that contact was made. It's not not the same as leaving your leg out Harry Kane style trying to draw contact. But he just stopped in front of him. It's almost like you see those those lads trying to cause it like, you know in, trying to get an insurance claim on a, on a road. Where they'll just pull out in front of you and then hit the brakes as quickly as possible, making you hit them in the back and go, "Well, you've hit my car. You owe me five thousand euros mm-hmm. You know, it's just there's not a lot you could do apart from crashing into the back of it. And yeah, and then the second half was just Petrček's, but that might have been Petrček's best game for the club, frankly.
1: Yeah, he did. He did really surprisingly well. I, I, I mean, he didn't, couldn't do much for their goals especially the first one as you mentioned but the game just um, our our team just kind of fell apart after the the red card and couldn't get back into the game with 10 players No,
0: and the thing is that if that had finished 2-0 I would be far more worried than I am now because it's 3 obviously because of the away goal because as scratchy as Arsenal's away record has been over the last 3 or 4 months our home record was and still is magnificent.
1: Yeah, it is. It definitely is. We can definitely score two goals and yeah. stop them from con- conceding. And I mean they they are tenth in, in League One, I think. Yeah. They were before the match started. They were I mean you could have seen the comments like Farmers League and everything like that. I <laughs> definitely didn't think of them like like such Matthew. Talked a bit about them before uh, in last week's podcast, and and he also mentioned that they have really a great record at home. Yeah. Something that that we also have. So I didn't expect, you know, an an easy win or just you know walking through through Ren with no problems at all. But I'm I am pretty confident about the Thursday night, especially now that we have found out that UEFA uh, have uh, accepted our. Appeal and
0: the uh, lacazette is not not uh, suspended anymore. Yeah, thank God for that. Uh, yeah. you, 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 I, I wouldn't have minded how much begging or pleading at someone's knees <laughs> to get that ban overturned because you deserve. Look, it's he, he did throw his elbow out in yeah, previously so. and and it's a red. You know, it's a, yeah, it's, a exactly. it's a it's a frustrate. It's a it's a lash out of frustration. It wasn't it wasn't malicious or anything like that. But one game you're like okay, but three nah like two yeah, is about just... about right. And then, you know, we get to Sunday and we saw how important he is just to our style of play because as, you know, we saw, you know, Embry's lineup and I do want to ask you how your Sunday went because I I think that, like, as you, I don't think, listener, you're going to hear two more diverse stories of how a Sunday game between Arsenal and United went and I'll let Anita go first.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I was pretty confident about this match. The listeners who are regular listeners would know that last week I predicted a 2-0 win against Manchester United. And Matthew told me to hug my boyfriend if that does happen. (laughs) And yeah, I was really confident. And as soon as the lineup came out, I was just, wow, well done, Emery. That's just we're definitely going for it i love it from from the minute i saw it just did you know
0: you, no, did you think but, that was a misprint
1: <laughs> maybe for a second but just yeah it was just really a shocking shocking lineup and when you saw the comments on twitter and everything everyone was like what when the first rumors you know started going out that uh obama young lakazet ramsey and ozil were all starting together everyone was like no way Gary Neville was first first one to leak the the lineup, and everyone was like, "No, that has to be fake, fake." Oh, yeah. But when it came out, I mean, I, that was just way, way, way better than you know playing five defenders and defending at home like we did against what was Huddersfield or something.
0: If if, if you allow me to be personal for a minute, Lister, I uh, my mother passed away this week. There last Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and her wake was Sunday. And she was here at the home, and the place was buzzing. You know, friends and family from all around had come to pay their respects, and it was brilliant. It was fantastic. You know, music, no black, no nothing. She wanted a celebration, not a morning, and that's what she got. And th- they started coming in at about half three, half three, four o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, everyone who came in, they'd go down to my sister. They'd go, "You know, sorry about your loss, Gwen." Blah blah blah. Where? You know, my brother come down. You know, sorry, make this blah blah blah. Where's Stephen? Oh, he's upstairs. You know. Doing the match for work and all grand. And I come down a massive smile on me face. <laughs> like it's four o'clock. And, and they're looking at me and they're going, Jesus it's just he's taking this well. <laughs> and there's a, and the brother had to go to everyone, no 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 no, it's not that. Oh, what do you mean? why is he smiling so much? Oh, Mustafi's on the bench. <laughs> yeah i couldn't help it there was like four of us huddled around the computer screen you know, trying to get a good stream for the game and we we're like F- wait he's playing five at the back norma Staffy and ozil ramsey lacazette nabamiang is he is he deliberately trying to cheer me up here <laughs> this is fantastic and of course you know well, well there's like you know not like a solemn ceremony but you've got all the, it was gas you got like all the the ladies all downstairs you know cups of tea biscuits fruitcake all chatting about you know Life in general catching up on events, and there's like the six lads in the box room gi- giving out about the fact that are oh, they letting the Baby Yang take the pet? Pa- no, no, what the <laughs> yo? They just roared upstairs, <laughs> giving about about this match. It's just ah, oh, it was surreal, but but like I said, but like I said that when that team came out, I was like, really, he's he's going for it now, of all the time. Like it, it was, and it was, you know, fair play to me It it paid off, you know. Like yes. United had an early chance in the game, but they didn't take their chances. Arsenal took theirs. And there's been so many games between Arsenal and Manchester United over years that that's been the difference, where two sides have played equally well. One side has been a little bit fortunate with their finishing, and one side hasn't, and and that team has gone on to win the game.
1: Yeah, remember, was it this season or last season when De Gea had like 14 saves? Yeah. Just nothing would go in, and... On Sunday it's definitely bit- Well Sunday it
0: regressed completely because and I do feel sorry for him. Because the amount the, the amount of you know pound shop pundits that were going, you know, ah well, you know, he should have he should have been able to anticipate the wind and he should have been able to anticipate the ball. If a ball swerves that much Yeah that it can make the best goalkeeper in the world look like a mug. <laughs> it should show you just how much the ball swerved. You know, even Xhaka, with a massive smile on his face couldn't believe what he'd done.
1: Because yeah. it's deviated
0: it a full three feet in the air, you know, and maybe that was just, after Lukaku hit the crossbar, that was just the little break that Arsenal needed, you know, that to get one nil up and then have that threat on the counter-attack whilst United tried to push ahead of them, it just, it helped Arsenal settle down, I thought.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it happened so so often that it was the the opposite. Like, we were on the other side missing our chances and the other team, not usually, I mean, not necessarily United, but someone else will just, you know, take the ball, go on the other side and score with no problems at all.
0: Yeah, it was it was nice to have the, the foot on the other boot. And then, you know, then there's the penalty.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they, they say it's a soft one, it's not a penalty, but... I think that it, if it happens anywhere else on the pitch, the referee would give a fall as well. Yes, so exactly. I think, yeah.
0: Exactly. It is, uh, it is quote unquote a soft penalty. But like you said, it's not, it's not the law's fault that that's a penalty. It's our application of an unwritten rule that it has to be of such a strength foul in the box for it to count as a penalty.
1: And and. I can't really recall how many times Lacazette was in the similar or same situation. And did get, and it. yeah, and and not only I didn't get it; he didn't fall. You know, he could, yeah, you know, keep running, keep pushing, and fighting for the ball while you could have some commentators saying, "Oh, he should have been clever. He should have fallen yeah. down." and those probably the same ones are now saying, "Oh, it's a soft penalty." It's a soft penalty.
0: That's the di- that's the thing, like, and that's why I feel there's you know there's a certain occasions where I feel sorry for referees, and that's one of them because. Another referee won't give that, but that's because another referee will have a different interpretation of the law. There, he might say that that's not enough contact. And whilst the laws are written the way they are, you're always going to have that minor degree of, of of difference between people, and that's just that's just the way laws work. You know, like it's it's just it's the same in normal society where one judge will see one crime and another judge will see the same crime, and one judge will give him six months and one judge will give him three years. it's just the way laws work they're not rules they're laws they're there to be interpreted and not enforced and as a result you're not going to get the same decision every time as much as we want quote consistency unquote you're not going to get that that exact you know very very definite application of the law every time and it just happened in this hands it was ever so slightly in our favour it's one of those ones where for us because it went for our team it's a penalty if that's against us, it's a dive.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah, but, but it's, it's a part of, uh, you know, being a football fan, fan co- culture oh, and supporting and everything. Absolutely, but I
0: I wish it would be appreciated as, like, accepted as that. And yeah. not, no, no, that's what the law says. That's, it's not what the law says. That's what you think the law says. And you're entitled to think that's what the law says because that's what laws are supposed to be. They're supposed to be interpreted but on a you know, on occasions there are going to be way you know, there are going to be occasions where people just have to agree to disagree and that unfortunately is one now i don't think what many people would agree to disagree about is obamian look i know you don't listen to the ball well, maybe you do and if you do do me a favor the next time you kick the penalty look at the ball
1: <laughs> did you say that um i just saw the video uh, earlier today <sighs> just looking at the goalkeeper I mean obviously it, it kind of makes sense it's logical you know you are the ball is in one place you know where it is it will be there it won't move but if you look at goalkeeper you can kind of predict where he will jump look at his movements and everything it kind of makes sense but it's just the crazy thing is,
0: <laughs> the thing is now is that the next time he goes to take a penalty the goalkeeper is literally going to put out a deck chair and put it in the middle of the goal he goes I'm not moving <laughs> you know and, and bleep you and look, look. Fair, first of all, fair play to Lacazette for handling the ball, yeah, because I'm not, be I'm moment. not sure I would have been able to do that. Frankly.
1: Yeah, especially if you have a, a penalty taking record as Lacazette, as
0: good as yeah. If you know yeah. that you're, let's be fair, Lacazette, I'm sure knows that he's better at penalties than Aubameyang. If you asked him, you gave him a little bit of truth ceremony and you went, look, honestly, do you think you're better? He's going to look at you, and go, yeah, of course I am. Look at yeah. my record, look at his, but. In the same way that Aubameyang gave him a penalty three months ago because he hadn't scored in five games,
1: yeah,
0: it was him going to his strike partner here, And we haven't had that in the club in a while. Yeah, you know, we we really
1: been, great partnership.
0: Yeah, like it's a proper partnership. You know, we haven't had that sense of no, not for me. You know, but we've had so many times where not that we've been one man teams, but after you know after the Invincible sides at all four, especially after Burkamp and Perez left. You know, it was Henri's team for a year. And it was very much give him the ball and he'll do his job. Then it was Fabregas' team for a couple of years. Then it was Van Partey's team for a couple of years. Yeah, and it was very much give them the ball, they'll win the game. And then over the last couple of years, obviously, we didn't really have anyone that would would be a match winner. And as a, as a result, our form slipped. But now we have two or three. You know, we had Alexis for a little while, but Alexis, you know, was Alexis. You know, he played one game and not played the next. He didn't know what to do and as you know now we have a couple of match winners but the two of them seem to be more they don't want to be the man yeah. at the expense of their partner they don't want to be you know it's, if their partner is playing well they recognize that they're got more chance of winning as well and we haven't had that in like i said we haven't had that in 15 years since the
1: invincibles yeah, that's really fantastic to see. Especially when you consider that the media and perhaps even some fans were always trying to, you know, uh, bring up some rivalry between them and, oh, how will Lacazette now play when Aubameyang is here? Uh, oh, look at Aubameyang, he's on the bench, uh, he's mad or something like that. You can always see some kind of narrative trying to, you know, stir yeah. something between them. But their partnership just looks great. On pitch, off pitch, everywhere they, mm. they appear. Just seem like, you know, Good partners, good friends as well.
0: Yeah. Oh no, I, I've I've questioned their fit. Mm-hmm. I I've I, I said on this podcast, I, I, I didn't think they'd be able to merge as you know as meld as well as they have, mm-hmm. and it's it's taken a while, but it's it's definitely happening now. You can see them, you know, dovetailing into a good partnership. They just need to figure out who's the best third player to play them with them because I'm not sure how many times we're going to be able to play Ozil and Ramsey in the same side with those two up front. Because it is very attacking.
1: Yeah, exactly. It is. it is.
0: And, you know, dropping one of Ozil and Ramsey, especially Ramsey after, after Sunday's performance, would seem incredibly harsh. I know Ozil had a quiet game, but Ozil's job on Sunday was basically be decoy. You take Matic, you dry, you go over to left wing, you take Matic with you and let Ramsey run through the middle of the game. It worked brilliantly.
1: Yeah, Manchester United players didn't know who to who to track, who to no. follow, who to attack. They, it was just really brilliant work from Emery.
0: Yeah, no, Ole was at the wheel. <laughs> Unfortunately, the car was on the hard. I was on a hard shoulder with a puncture. <laughs> you know, like it was a very straight. Like you know, United did create chances, but there was a lot of the game where they did nothing. They had one shot in the last half an hour.
1: They were like that for, for the most of the time when Ole was here. I mean, I am obviously watching them basically every every single match they play due to my, yeah.
0: <laughs> for, your, for, your, for your suffering, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, I have seen them play, the, like they would score goal, two or three, and then just let the, the other team play and not, not create as much or something like that. But they had really use they have been using their chances every chance they've gotten mm. and i was just you know patiently waiting for for that match when they won't score their chances chances because it's it's gonna happen it's statistics it's what's happened to yeah. us after yeah. 22 matches unbeaten and i was so happy that it happened on sunday against us
0: well by by xg before the arsenal game if you totted up all the all the stats from soccer's first game in charge they, by xg they should have scored 28 goals and they should have conceded 21 mm-hmm. and they hadn't actually scored 38 and conceded 13.
1: yeah so I you mean. could
0: see that there was a there was a regression to the mean coming yeah and luckily for us it came to the Emirates
1: yeah, as soon as that first first shot it was, I think, Lukaku, Lukaku who, hit, yeah. who hit the, the post. I just, yeah, they won't score today. It's happening. It's happening. And, look,
0: and to be fair, Bert Leno deserves a lot of the credit for that.
1: Oh, yes, of course.
0: You know, he's had three or four really good games now in a row. Yeah. And whilst he... Look, if you go by the, the top six teams he might still be the weakest keeper out of the top six. It's probably between him and Kepa for sixth. Mm-hmm. But... He's not a liability now. You know, you don't look at him and go, "Ooh, I'm not sure," like we did in the first couple of months of the season. Now you look, "Oh, Leno's a go." Oh, all right, That's not bad.
1: <laughs>
0: but that's a big improvement over last season when we were looking at checking, going, "Don't shoot near the near post. Don't shoot near the post. Don't shoot." Oh, it's gone near. Po- oh, it's a goal. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you're looking at Leno over the last week, actually growing as a as a keeper and actually improving, and you just see confidence in his defense behind him now.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that in general, our defense has really looked much, much better in the last few weeks, where you kind of tra- start to feel confident that we will get more clean sheets than than we did earlier in the season. Until you know something idiotic happens, like Mustafi.
0: <laughs> well, he's playing Thursday.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: <yeah. sighs> you know that 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 is my one fear for Thursday. That.
1: He, he 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 has good matches in him. I mean he did well against I can't remember who it was, but recently in a recent match he did really well when you just don't have anything to, to say to comment about him, you know. You're yeah. not like, yeah, Mustafa was man of the match but you don't have anything to say against him. he did he does a good job in in a few matches and I really wish that it would happen more often.
0: It, like, if he cut out the like the really really silly mistakes, he'd be world class defender. And I know that's a big if. Yeah. But it's just he plays solidly for eighty five minutes, and you but you only come away from the from the game with the two instances of complete moronity mm-hmm. that that he does, and it's just something that he just hasn't been able to eliminate from his game, unfortunately. And we know Kishlendy's got a huge gash on his knee from when Leno came out and clattered him. Yeah. Otherwise, trying to say? Now, hopefully, he'll be fit. He should be fit, but you know he's going to have Mustafi one side of him and probably Monreal the other. You know, it's it's a little worry. That's all it is. It's a, not much of a worry, but every day as, as we get deeper into March and slowly into April, it does start to dawn on me. Well, it's now been what seven months since Holding's gone.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and we haven't really heard anything. And obviously, we wish wishful thinking if he we were to come back. But the longer this season goes on, the more and the longer games are important, getting holding back before the end of the season might prove to be rather, rather crucial.
1: Yeah, exactly. When you even consider how old Koscielny is and his issues with his Achilles and everything, you you never know when he would just, you know, snap and yeah. be out for six weeks or something.
0: No. And like I said, there was a lot of talk over the weekend over the run-ins over the, the teams that are in third, fourth, fifth, sixth because it's definitely, thanks to Tottenham's Collective bottling, mm-hmm. which hilarious collective bottling. That be said, yeah. it's now instead of being one one Champions League spot available from fourth, fifth, or sixth, it's now two from third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. And mm-hmm. everyone is being saying that Arsenal's run in is you know the easiest out of the four by far. And I'm like, hmm.
1: Yeah, it might look it might look on the paper, you know, when you see the names of the clubs, <laughs> yeah. The only <laughs> when you only that it's played away. Yeah, mostly. when
0: I see the venues, I'm like, yeah. ah. <laughs> Because Tottenham have like Tottenham have five at home and three away. United have five at home and three away. Chelsea have four at home and five away. And Arsenal have three at home and five away.
1: Yeah. And, and it's it's not an easier way. It's Wolves. It's, it's Wolves Watford. away.
0: Burnley away. Leicester away. Watford away. And Everton away. Everton away I, it might be the handiest of those five, frankly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. I mean, on Watford away with Troy Deeney and everything. Yeah. <sighs> well,
0: Leicester away now that Brendan Rodgers has kissed Jamie Vardy's backside long enough, so that Vardy wants to play football again.
1: Yeah, and that's that's end of the end of April, just in time. You know, they all acclimated to all to each other and started playing really fantastic. Yeah.
0: yeah the just, only the only hope is that we can get Wolves fitted in around, if they get a semi final. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, and they and they play half a team because you know away they've beaten Liverpool there, you know in the cup. You know they've been, they're far better at home than they are away, and they're far better against big clubs than they are against smaller clubs.
1: Yeah, they nearly won against Chelsea over the weekend.
0: Yeah, there are only like I said, Arsenal's a lot trickier. The thing is that Tottenham, God knows what's happening with Tottenham right now. <laughs> it's it because now that. Soscar, it, it was pretty much... Three weeks ago, it was pretty much guaranteed that Pochettino had a choice of the United job or the Madrid job. And now, suddenly, he's in a foul mood.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can see definitely see that on the pressers and his comments about everything.
0: These these can't be unconnected. Like, I'm not saying that's the reason why, but Soscar now, even though I still think Pochettino would do a better job than Soscar, but can I blame United for thinking that social is worth giving a go for a year absolutely not yo he's got their media happy he's got their ex-players happy he's got ferguson happy he's got the players happy if he gets a champions league spot or does really win the champions league he's at least given himself 12 months yeah and then if he screws up he screws up but then it was like well the majority will be open that's fine and then what the hell here's zinedine sedan's music Again, <laughs> again, with three hundred million pounds to spend in the summer, he's like, "What the,
1: what?" For Kane, for Kane,
0: <laughs> and suddenly everyone at Tottenham's going, "Uh oh, yep." And now instead of like, because remember when Tottenham were third, they were saying, "Look, we'll we'll leave the new stadium until the end. Yeah, you know, we'll move in to start next season. Be fine. There's no rush." Now it's we have to play at home. We have to play at home. We have to play at home.
1: Yeah,
0: almost to get the almost to get Pochettino and and his side almost back enthused. To give it a shot of confidence to go look here is this magnificent palace because look it, it's a grip. It, it from the inside it looks fantastic I know from the outside it looks like a toilet but from the inside it looks really good but it, you know it's a case of you know they need that shot in the arm because their confidence is just going in it's literally going in the toilet right now it is it is <laughs> <laughs> but then United's run in has City Chelsea and and possibly an FA Cup semi final and two Champions League semi finals in two weeks. Mm-hmm. They could get City four times in a row. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, now that 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 noise you just heard, listener, is something that's usually reserved for her boyfriend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, <Steve. laughs>
0: but but I share her sentiment, quite frankly.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't want City to win the title?
0: Um, Liverpool fan. Yeah, that's the problem. I'd really like to see Liverpool win the title. I just don't want to see any of my Liverpool supporting friends win the title because I have a headache and it wouldn't stop until the middle of two thousand and twenty four. <laughs> because I would be constantly reminded that no matter which way the wind blew, Liverpool still won the title.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: And then Chelsea's running is again, they've got five away games and they'll and they're already three nil up in their Europa League game against Dynamo Kiev, so they're through they're probably through there. So they'll have Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, the same way Arsenal will. So
1: But Chelsea, I you I I just can't, you know, you never know with Chelsea how they will appear, how they will play. Sometimes they are like five nil win and then they are like five nil loss the next it,
0: match. It's a weird one that this is like in terms of goals and assists, Hazard's best best season for Chelsea. Oh. Wow. Now you think that they've won the league twice and Hazard's been their best player twice. Yeah. Yet this has been their best. Se- that this has been at least in goals and assists and in terms of key chances and stuff like that. This has been his best season for Chelsea. And if Sarri has a job, it's to get put his best player in a system that works. And he could argue that he succeeded in that. It's just the fact that you know he's got no defence. He's got a goalkeeper that won't get subbed off when he wants to be subbed off. He's playing a defensive midfielder as a box-to-box midfielder and vice versa, and he's got no one up front apart from apart from Hazard. Really, I mean, Higuain's really good, but he won't get up to shape for six months. Hopefully.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think it's hard to predict how they will do in their run-up until the end of the season.
0: And then there's the small matter of Red on Thursday.
1: Oh man!
0: Is it first goal wins? <sighs>
1: You know, I I would say yes, but then if Ren scores, then I would say no.
0: <laughs> you you but, you hypocrite! But but I, if if Ren scores first, I yeah.
1: I think if Ren scores first, that they they might fall apart. The the stadium would be angry. I hope that there will be there would be a, a full stadium because atmosphere on Sunday was just amazing, and we definitely need something a, like that. On apart part,
0: the-, uh, the atmosphere was amazing, apart from one moron.
1: Yeah, I mean, and what was the, it no, this weekend? What was in the air this weekend?
0: Oh, with oh, the Jack, with that, Jack Reelish. Yeah. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. that gobshite. But he got jailed for fourteen weeks. So yeah. good, you know. And may that be a deterrent to anyone else who wants to make a name for themselves. Because that's all it is. It's just, it's just men, especially young men, not ta- not taking no for an answer. It's I. I wish it was more. I wish more complicated. That it's not. It's not football. It's not it's not it's not you know you know banter it's just a lad not knowing how to lose an argument properly and not being able to deal with losing yeah uh, and until society gets a grip onto that and puts lads in the fucking corner and go here here's how to act like a fucking man you know have a bit of grace have a bit of class have a bit of cop on Stop acting like a four-year-old child and whinging every time something doesn't go your own way. You saw on, you see with social media, and all, all the time. If you just call someone a this or a that, and if they respond, well, I have got a bite, ha ha ha. And if they don't respond, oh well, you can't deal with my banter, ha. ha. No, you're just acting like a bloody moron, a classless Egypt, and that's being allowed to be accepted as part of football, as part of banter, as part of. You know, this. You know you're allowed to have these sorts of conversations with other football. Fans. No, you're not. You you have the least to have the basic decency of accepting someone else can support another club than you, or someone else can play in another jersey that you don't like.
1: Imagine the shock.
0: Yeah, and but we've got to the stage now where, and it is men. It's you know it's a case of that they can go and do what they think, whatever they want. Yeah. And as and as a result, this is not a rival. You know, some people say, "Well, maybe it's a maybe it's a rival fan trying to make Arsenal a football fan." No, it's not. It's not an Arsenal fan at all. It's just one Egypt trying to, trying to make him better than everyone else, and failing miserably. Exactly. You know, and that's all we'll say on that. <laughs> now, if he can play up front and we're and we're one 0 down with twenty minutes to go, then I'll reconsider. <laughs> but until then, the lad can go sod off.
1: <laughs> sounds sounds good. Sounds reasonable.
0: Yeah. So, so, but do you are you confident over Thursday? Like like you said, Lacazette being available for selection again is huge. In case we need a goal with twenty minutes to go.
1: Yeah, I I am confident. I think that players will take this very very seriously, and they will do their best that's, that's all I'm, I, I'm expecting because I think that when we do our best and play our best team that we can definitely handle Rennes especially at home
0: yeah I, I do think that we, I think it'll be 2-0 I don't think they're going to make it easy on us I think they're going to be 2-0 up within 20 minutes and then it's going to be 70 minutes of ah, 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 <laughs> that's unusual ah, no. yeah usual. I don't think it's going to be easy at all and then we've got three weeks to recover because the next game is not until April
1: Oh, the sweet recovery. They're flying to Dubai, if I saw the correct... are well, looky
0: them. <laughs> Middle of March. Are you working? No, I'm going to sod off to the Middle East for three weeks. <laughs> I don't know. The people are saying they need winter breaks and stuff like I, I mean, look, it might work, but... I suppose there's a choice of not being in, many, in, in so many competitions, you know? You get to, you get three weeks and you're todd. Yeah,
1: I mean, you have... Se- I think it was Liverpool and even Manchester United who went away during the winter when had they had some some time some some breaks. I think it just kind of became a popular popular thing to do for for football clubs.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised. Like looking through the Arsenal app here, they've got a game against Al Nasser, and I'm like, I'm surprised more clubs don't do that. And and probably what will happen soon is that. Arsenal will end up having not like a pre season tour where they'll say, We're gonna go here for two weeks, come and watch us play but it's gonna be Oh, you well, we've got three weeks free, we'll set up a game against Al Nasser in the Fly Emirates Trophy Cup extravaganza thing <laughs> live on Sky Sports four for three ninety nine. You know, something like that. That's coming.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: You know, and I, I just hope this isn't the, the thin edge the thin end of the wedge on that, but seeing the way football is going right now where they want to play games everywhere at every time for as much money as they can, I sincerely think I'm wrong.
1: Well, I mean I was getting worried when, when I saw that La Liga was talking about playing a few matches abroad in the mm. United States. That's just, just that just seems a bit step step too much too too far for me but then they've made the decision that they won't play any games on mondays on fridays yes yeah. is kind of the opposite so who knows it's, what will happen it's,
0: it's just how tv works i mean like I said, our, our next game is you know monday eight o'clock arsenal versus newcastle <laughs> like how much thought went to the into the newcastle fans plight there it's yeah, only about, it's only like three hundred mile away. Asher's grand Monday eight o'clock. It's not like you've got to drive kids, yeah, or you got to be up work. early in the morning for work, yeah. Bleep you!
1: They need yeah. to fill some TV spots. Yeah, here we go.
0: Yeah, like why those aren't always local derbies or at least local fixtures where there's not. I know they can't have they couldn't put Arsenal Tottenham at eight o'clock on Monday night because <laughs> you know the, the blood the blood le- the, the blood alcohol level of the Emirates Stadium itself would be point two. <laughs> Never mind the people in it. Yeah. but you know it's 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 one of those ones where you know I know why Sky are doing it they yeah you know, they've paid they're paying 10 million pounds per game you know it's it's ridiculous numbers but when you pay ridiculous money you can do whatever you want unfortunately and
1: yeah it, it has just, come to that
0: this is just another example um just before we go I just wanted your opinion uh, your thoughts on our young lad at Hoffenheim Brees Nelson who seems to be on the naughty step
1: yeah I've seen that he has been uh, left out of the team for for the weekend due to some disciplinary reasons. I didn't see what were no
0: they weren't released, but he hasn't scored or assisted the goal since the end of November.
1: yeah Nagaswan hasn't played him as no. much before he just you know came off the bench and scored more goals than he had the games. I think it was something yeah like
0: that. he was in flying form and then all of a sudden they don't want him even on the eighteen.
1: Yeah, I, I watch them uh, whenever I can on on Eurosport because of, well, Kramaric, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really odd. I haven't seen much what's ha- happening. I mean, Reece Nelson was stayed uh, at home in London during winter break for a week longer than everyone else. Yeah. So who knows what's happening here? Maybe he misses London or something. Maybe he was, went home when he wasn't supposed to. World. yeah
0: hopefully it's something as simple as that and can be easily rectified you know obviously the worry is that you know, he's he's done something stupid but i don't think he has because that would be out in the news by now because we know how unfortunately in in, in england how young black players are reported in england yeah. if they do something wrong it's prefer it's front page news if they do something right you don't hear about it so yeah. fingers crossed it's just something simple like that and he get he get he gets his you know he gets back on track because the talent is there he just needs a chance to shine he just needs a, a platform to show it and Hoffenheim you know up until November was perfect for him and if things are going slightly right look happens with nearly all you know teenagers of his age you know you don't expect a a, a linear graph of, of of improvement you know it's it's going to go up and down I I just hope it starts to go back up again
1: yeah because you know, and, and, he uh, deserves it and the disciplinary things with them I mean it's easy to forget that they are still you know teenagers Teenage, remember what yeah. what we did when we were teenagers and <laughs> everything God. they are expected to be full full professionals so you can kind of you know understand when something silly they do something silly something yeah. some mistakes happen and perhaps on looking from that side maybe uh, some punishment that the Nagasman is 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 uh, doing right now might be good you know for his future yeah. yeah you did something silly something you weren't supposed to do maybe just you know disrespected didn't want to train or something like that but this is your punishment and you will know better next time yeah
0: and we'll see how he responds to it basically if he comes back and he's playing well again then good for him
1: yeah yeah
0: you know? and on that note we'll we'll leave you listener. we will talk to you now. anything else you need to bring up Anita or are you just going to Go back to you hugging your husband after he's lost again Sunday again.
1: <laughs> we haven't talked much about the match. Mm. <laughs> he said it was undeserved win, so that that's all. <laughs> I would tha- probably say the same if it was uh, the other way around. So.
0: Well, that's just you being diplomatic.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: Th- th- thanks for joining us, Anita. Greatly it.
1: Yeah, it was really a pleasure.
0: And we will talk to you next week, listener. Good luck.
1: Bye.